everybody, and welcome back to the Film Reroll. We are the podcast where we play through your favorite movies as role-playing games and totally ruin them. Now, what does that mean? Well, we're going to improvise our way through a movie. Everything you hear will be improvised. But instead of just saying that we punch a guy or outrun an assailant, we have to roll dice that tell us if we succeed or fail, and thus the story changes. Now, as always, I am your humble host and narrator, Paolo Quiroz. Now, it's just me right now. We're doing something a bit different. We're doing Memento. Now, in the movie, Guy Pierce's character, Leonard Shelby, can't make new memories. He, he can't remember anything after the accident that lost his memory. So whenever he loses focus, he'll suddenly have no idea what's going on around him. So in order for our Leonard to have no idea what's going on, we have many performers lined up to play him. Every time Leonard loses focus or loses consciousness, the next improviser comes in and picks up wherever the last person left them with no context whatsoever. I tell them nothing of what's happened before they came on. All they know is that they're Leonard Shelby and that they have a memory condition and that they're trying to find the guy who killed their wife. Now, one more thing. In the movie, they also give the audience Leonard's experience of not knowing what's going on, and they do this by ordering the scenes backwards, so that, like Leonard, the viewer lacks context of what's just happened. We're going to do the same thing. Now, we played through the scenes forward in normal chronological order, otherwise it would be impossible, but we're going to edit them into reverse order. So, to be clear... We're starting with the last chapter chronologically, and every time you hear me intro a new player, it means we've jumped backwards in time through the magic of editing. Got it? All right. And on that note, you're about to hear the last scene chronologically of Memento. All right, here we go. Carolyn Faye Kramer is an actress, visual artist, writer, improviser, dancer, and a friend to the environment. Her screen credits include Nickelodeon's Nella, The Princess Knight, Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, and CBS's FBI Most Wanted, as well as the film Girl Parts. Jaws once fed her applesauce on stage while I yelled at her. That's, in fact, how we met. She is, of course, a regular on the film Reroll. Welcome, Carolyn. How are you doing? <laughs> Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm excited. We have been on a merry journey here. Uh, we yes. have gone through so much. I can't spoil it. Yes. Um, how have you been? I, I've been good. <laughs> how are you holding up? You know. You're in Boston right now. I'm in Boston right now. Finally getting to see family in nice. a safe way. I mean, how are we all holding up? This is getting me through, literally. Yeah. How are you? You know, I'm here. You can see I still exist. We're I in can. camera with each other. So you have evidence. It's I true. did not create like a photorealistic deep fake just to pretend that I still have a body. Why? Because my consciousness is uploaded to the net. This is not what happened. Whoa. I promise. Is this what it'll be going forward? Yeah, mostly. Oh, wow. Mostly. A whole lot of matrixes just interacting with each other. That's going to make me cry. <laughs> it's too much right now. <laughs> okay, let's get to the game. Okay. So how about Leonard Shelby, huh? Oh, Leonard Shelby. What a guy. What a guy. Did you know that he's a Scorpio? Oh, yeah. Just off off camera, Carolyn was telling me, I looked up his chart and I was like, this sounds like prime content for Mike. Hold it for the episode. Please, please share. Well, I just looked up October 24th. He's a Scorpio. He's calm, passionate. And ambitious. Ooh. So like a calm exterior, but there's a simmering passion underneath. 
that kind of reads. Yeah. That kind of reads for the character, I think. Sure. Yeah. He does have a smoldery insanity about him. He's certainly passionate. I mean, you can't fault that. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'd say he's ambitious based on what we see of him in his pre-conditioned life. He's ambitious. Yeah. So, uh, let's start the episode. Cool. Uh, so, Leonard. Mm, yes. You hear beeping. Oh, God. Boop. Boop. Oh, my God. This Boop. is a bomb. Boop. Your eyes are closed. Boop. My eyes are closed. There's Boop. beeping. Boop. You're lying can I open them? In a bed. Yeah, you can open them. Okay. You, you struggle too slightly. You're uh, hazy. You're just coming to. Oh. And you see curtains and light. You're in a bright room and you're in a bed. You you now recognize this as a hospital bed. Uh-huh. And the beeping is equipment to your right monitoring your vitals. Oh, wow. So... I'd like to assess what's happened by looking down, hoping I have everything. Yeah, you intact. see the outline of a body that looks fairly normal in the in the bed sheets. So you, it doesn't look like you've lost any major limbs. Can I feel my body? Am I paralyzed from the neck down? You definitely feel the injuries in your body. Your right flank, your left shoulder, oh. your left hand in particular. And there's a lot of duller aches and pains all over. There's also a tingle in your limbs of like a general anesthetic that is wearing off. All right. So I try, do I need to roll to try to move my arms? No, legs? you can you can try. Okay, you, you move. I want to take the sheet off of me so I can see okay. what's happening. So you start to lift the sheet, and and you find that your your arms respond normally. You're very weak right now. Okay, but your arms, in fact, do respond. So you're not paralyzed, at least not from the neck down. Oh god! And as you move the sheet, you hear a rustling to your left, and suddenly a young woman pops into view. Uh, hello? Oh, thank God you're awake. I was so worried about you. Okay, quick. We don't have a lot of time. They're going to come question you as soon as they hear your... Oh, wait, I forgot. I need to do this first. Um, and she turns around and digs quickly through a purse and pulls out a note, which she holds thank in God. front of you. It's a note. I was going to say a gun. Okay. <laughs> Shoot you in your face. No. Yeah. Uh, Waiting for me to wake up to do that. She pulls out a note. Okay. And it's in your handwriting. It okay. says, this is Anne, your longtime girlfriend. Protect her. And it's in my handwriting. It's in your handwriting. And she says to you, that's me, Anne. We've been together for about six months, and I have to show you a note about once an hour. Although, this one's a little bit out of date. And she giddily flashes a ring. This is sweet. <laughs> she- also, I love seeing you play this role. <laughs> and she's... she's- Hollow as she's a sweet a, fiance, and <laughs> she's got a nice uh, diamond ring and and a, oh. a gold band, and she points to your hand, and and you have a gold band on your on your right hand. You still have your gold band from your wife Catherine on your okay. left hand, but on the other hand, you also have a a, a gold band. Okay, and she says, um, "We were married in a very tasteful ceremony just last week." Oh. Wow. You know, we should make a video to make all this explanation easier. Yeah, we should definitely make a video, and I should also write a new sign. But I'm sorry that I don't remember you or getting married. You it's know okay. how this goes. Here, do you want to make a new sign right now? And she hands sure. you a pen. Okay, and my hand can write? Yeah, you can write. This is Anne, my wife. Protect her. Wait, hold on. I just trust this. Up to you. 
Can I roll detect lies? I don't want to waste a roll on this. Wait, no. Okay. Hold on. I'm not going to waste a roll on it. Okay, great. Yep. Okay. Here's your new sign. She takes the sign and she kisses it and she looks at you happily and she puts the sign in her purse. And she says, we've been sweethearts since you saw me in church and just had to tell me how pretty I was in that white dress. And we've been going steady since I helped you find and kill the guy who killed your first wife. <laughs> you sure showed him what's what. She says it in that sweet way. It's so disturbing. <laughs> um, you did? Yeah. I mean, I helped as best I could. And now you're helping me find my sister. Anyway, the cops are here, but I'm pretty sure they don't know anything they're not the same cops from the beach, but apparently if you show up at a hospital with multiple bullet wounds, they call the police. Okay. Uh, but I told them that you got shot crossing the street in a rough neighborhood, so you better stick to that story. Oh, and I told them that your name was Whitney Summer. I sound like a, a singer, an amazing <laughs> singer, Whitney Summer. Whitney Houston Donna Summers. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I told them my name was Ann Summer before I thought to use fake names. And so now you're Whitney Summer. My fingerprints aren't already in the system that you know I, of? I, I don't know. I didn't think of that. Look, just don't mention the Fox or Jamie Donaldson or the Colt. And definitely don't mention that bank you robbed. I mean, I barely remember anything, but right, I... Of course, I'm... you already don't remember anything, so you couldn't spill anything even if you wanted to. Okay, I gotta go. I'm supposed to tell them as soon as you're up. Just don't mention any of the people you killed and you'll be fine. I love people, you. People? Like multiple people? You got this. You'll be great. Uh, wait! And she runs out the door. That's not suspicious. <laughs> Okay. And you see immediately a stocky police officer in her 40s come rumbling into the room. Okay. And she says, hi, sugar. How you holding up? Um, I've been better, thank you. How are you, officer? Oh, you know I've had better days. My IBS is flaring up something nasty, but hey, I ain't got bullet holes in me. <laughs> oh, that hurt to laugh. Sorry. You just sit tight, sugar. It wasn't funny anyway. Okay, so I'm Officer Megan Burnovich. You can just call me Meg, all right? I just got a few mm -hmm. questions for you, sugar. Just routine police things. So how'd you get shot? So my wife and I were crossing the street in a rough neighborhood and... Now, what neighborhood was that exactly? Honestly, I don't remember. Um, well, I'm not... Whereabouts were you roughly? I... Couldn't say because I uh, have a condition. Okay, well, where were you on your way to? What was the intended destination of your journey crossing that there nasty old street whereupon you received your injuries? Did the doctor tell you I have anterograde amnesia? Retrograde am what now? Oh, so I don't remember things. I can't make new memories very well, so... But you remember crossing a street in a bad neighborhood. I don't remember a lot, generally speaking. But I do, mm -hmm. do remember that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Perhaps I'm in shock from the gunshot. Mm -hmm. One might be. Mm -hmm. And how did you lose your left pinky finger? The doctor said the injury was only a few days old. Have I, have I always not had this left pinky finger? Is this new? There, there's a bandage on it. You hadn't noticed it before. <laughs> oh, my God. That's gruesome. Um, I am shocked and disturbed, as you might be. I don't... No. Mm -hmm. And I'm very upset about this. Yes. Now she looks over her notes annoyed. Sir, I need you to be straight with me here. Now, they dragged you in bleeding half to death, covered in gang stuff. Gang stuff? Gang tattoos? That's right. The doctor was frightened half to death. Says, you got a tattoo on your chest. Says, uh, 
find him and kill him. Find him and kill him. That's right. Typical gang stuff like don't trust or buy film film. or hide your weakness. Hide your weakness. Sir, there's no need to hide your weakness with me. No, no, ma'am. I'm not in any gang. I'm, um, I'm have continued to be pretty upset about the fact that my wife was murdered long ago and um, in a fit of not wanting to forget that and rage, I tattooed that on myself, a way to self-inflict harm instead of harming others, you know? Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to harm anybody else, so I just gave myself a painful chest tattoo um, oh, so you and Gray find him and kill him on your chest as motivation not to hurt anybody. Is that right, Sugar? Yes, and to not forget what happened to her. I am newly engaged, as that was long ago. I wish I could tell you more about what happened to me. I wish I remembered. I'm extremely disturbed. Mm-hmm. Now, the other bullet hole in your shoulder, the doctor There's two said- bullet holes? Oh. Yeah. Yeah. The doctor said the second bullet hole was a few days old already and looked like it had been sewn up by hand. A few days old? That's right. Okay. That, I also have no answer for you. Perhaps I was also crossing the street in a rough neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Definitely for the most recent one I was. Um, For that, I I really couldn't say. I I could check my pockets for notes, but I don't have any information for you. You do not appear to be wearing pants, sir. I look down and see that I am not wearing pants. You're in a hospital gown. Right. Uh, Yes. Um, I have nothing else to say. I apologize. Truly apologize. Mm -hmm. Truly. She looks very incredulous at all this. I would you... God, I don't... I can roll... um... Yeah, give us a roll. Give us a roll. Okay. Would diplomacy be for this? Or, like, how do you... Making someone go away, the acting choice you should never make. But, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Get her to leave. Yeah, absolutely. You can give me a diplomacy role. I I mean, so... She's not going to be helpful to me, right? Up to you. Well, I guess she could be. I mean, hold on. Um, Can I ask you something? As you know, I have this serious amnesia problem, Mm -hmm. which can be corroborated by my... Mm -hmm. This diagnosis could be corroborated by the doctors who treated me when I was initially seen, wherever that was. Sir, I just spoke to the doctor who just treated you, and he told me about two little old gunshot wounds and a missing pinky, but he did not mention any kind of amnesia. Well, you can see the gunshots and the missing finger were the more pressing issue at hand for the doctor to treat. The amnesia is just kind of something that sits there, like if you have a pre-existing condition. Did you say a heartbeat or herpes? Uh, Nothing. All right. So let me ask you something. Mm -hmm. Do you know who Jamie Donaldson is? No, sir, I don't. Should I? Um, I think I will take that role. All right, give us a diplomacy (laughs) role. Okay. La la la. No. By one, off by one. Okay. Give me a fail by one diplomacy roll. Trying to do whatever you were trying to do. I'm so tired now. My pinky, my shoulder. I'd really like, I think I just need, need to rest now. So I'll just close my eyes and take a nap. Thank you 
for coming to visit me. Uh-huh. That's Goodbye. just fine. I'm going to go down and run this all through Central. I'm guessing they're going to have a few more questions for you, son. And I suggest that if a detective comes in here, you show them a little more cooperation. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Ain't no fool, son. I can tell when someone's bullshitting me. Mm-hmm. All right. You have a good nap. Nice to meet you. And Officer Burnovich shuffles out and Ooh. and quickly scampers back into the room. And she says, so how did it go? Well, she told me about my missing finger and my two-day-old gunshot wound that they treated. And they seem to think I have gang symbols all over myself. Oh, yeah. They they don't know who Jamie Donaldson is. Well, well that's good news because Donaldson knows who you are. We, we caught the killer of my of my ex, of my wife who passed. Yeah. We caught him. Well, you, you caught him. He's dead. What's his n- full name? His name was uh, uh, Jimmy Grants. Jimmy Grants. Yeah. Wow. How did he die? You shot him. Where? In the head. Oh. You were uh, staring him down and you drew just before he did, like in an old Western. And you were so happy. You fell to your knees in the rain. I thought you'd been hit, and I ran to you, and I held you, and you told me that that the past was finally behind you, and you could live again now, and we could be together. Okay. Was anybody else there with us, or just you and me? Just you and me. We did it. We're a good team, you and I. If you put your mind to something, you're unstoppable. But sometimes you just need a little help getting where you're going. Okay. I'd like to, um... So I'm helping you find your missing sister now? We, yeah, that's the plan. But we got a boogie. I don't think that cop bought the story. Uh, so I did a little shopping just in case. And she reaches into her purse and pulls out a rope. <laughs> so, do you want us to climb out the hospital window here? Yeah, I stashed the car in the back a couple blocks down in case we had to make a break. I'll tie this to the windowsill. Okay, thank God you have a rope and we don't have to use these bed sheets because... No, I, I don't know how to sew. Great. Um, me neither. So, okay, am I physically capable of, oh, I guess I could roll climbing to get out of the hospital. Yeah, you've got fresh stitches and a busted finger, so you're going to be rolling at a minus three to not injure yourself. Great. Okay, I suppose we should get out of this hospital. Seems like the smart thing to stay and heal, but uh, if someone's looking for us, it won't be long before they find us if we're in a hospital, I suppose. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Okay, okay. She tosses the rope out the window and and ties it to one of the hospital beds that looks pretty heavy and pretty sturdy. And she gives it a tug and it doesn't move. And she's she's out the window and and she does fine on her climbing roll. How how many stories up are we? Uh, Only three. Okay, so I'm going to roll. Okay, five. That's very good. That's oh, excellent roll. Excellent. Success by a bunch, and your climbing is pretty good. You are safe and down. Oh, did you Uh give me uh, focus checks on the diplomacy roll and on the climbing roll, please? Oh, no. Okay, here's 11. That just makes it, right? Yeah, you're good. Okay, and nine. You're good. You're good on both. All right, great. Here we go. Now we're on the ground. Do I have shoes on? Am I still in a gown? Did we grab my clothes? No, you're in a hospital ground, and you are barefoot. Great. This is reminding me of another thing we've done. <laughs> okay. So, but what about all my notes in my pockets? Those are important. You you didn't have any. I've been I've been keeping track of your memories for you. You have? Yeah. But what about my So there were no clothes to be found before we left anyways. We just had to leave in what we were wearing. It's not like I could have found my clothes. I mean, your clothes were all messed up. I didn't think they were worth saving. You threw them out. I mean, the the hospital cut them off of you when they brought you into surgery. 
Right, right, right. You're right. All right. Let's just get going. You said you knew where the car was? Yeah, yeah. I stashed the car. We'll go and we'll go and get it. Okay. And she starts huffing it on foot. Okay. And she stops for a second and she turns around and she looks at you and kisses me. She says, Sure, yeah, she kisses you. Uh. And she says, I'm so happy to be married to you. We're gonna live a long and happy life together, okay? Oh, that's nice. And on that, I'm gonna call it. Wait, that is memento. It? That's the end of the story. Oh my god! I was so suspicious of her this whole time. <laughs> wow, cool. Con- congratulations, you did it! Uh, Somehow, Leonard you. Shelby survived Memento and uh, had one of, you know, I'd say probably one of the happier endings available to him. Wow, he's in love. He's making a getaway with his new wife. Yeah, off to, off to save and sister, which is sequel bait, if I've ever had one. Yeah, I was like, what is this? I thought she was lying the whole time. <laughs> really, really. I thought she was lying. Got rid of all my notes. Then I was like, why are we in such a hurry? But wow, that was nice with it. Was there a sunset too? Sure, sunset. Yeah, image. Oh, sweet. Beautiful. Woods, forest, a beat up sedan. She must really love me. Yeah. Because that is some stuff to get into with someone yeah for sure like some stuff she's in she's in the muck he's not very stable no i'm not judging the character but i guess i just was but like i'm just thinking if Anne was my best friend i'd be like don't go there but you know here we are in the movie yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) uh i i love it thank you for being the first and last guest on the Memento show. Wait, so this is the first episode? Right, because remember, it's going backwards. Oh, yeah. So this is the first one we're posting, even though this was actually the last to record. This is so cool. I'm, I like cannot wait to hear because I have no idea anything else that happens, obviously. Um, yeah. Wow. Oh, cool. Great. Happy ending. Who knew? Stumbled into that unexpectedly. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, that's it. Thanks. Thank you so much. We're going to now cut to the next performer. Oh. Our, who already happened. I already know what happened. So you, you know what happens, but nobody else knows what happens. Yeah. Okay. Well, cool. Thank you so much. This was so much fun and such like a happy, unstress, unstressful yeah. turn of events. Lovely, lovely. Thank you uh, for being on. And uh, lovely to see your wonderful face in you Boston. You too. Lovely to see your face, too. Hopefully soon in person. Yes, absolutely. Okay, air hugs. Air hugs. Air hugs. Bye. John Miller is a PhD from Yale University in biophysics and chemical biology. He's one of the world's foremost experts on beta peptides. That's all real, by the way. He also really knows RPGs a lot, and he is a founding member of the film Reroll. Welcome, John. How you doing, buddy? Oh, thanks for having me, Paolo. It's an honor to be uh, honored to be back on the show. Of course, as always, as always. Honored to have you. Honored to have you. Uh, so, <laughs> Leonard Shelby. How am I doing? Hopefully this is just beginning for the audience. For us, we've been at this for fucking months. (laughs) Um, But you are uh, sprinting down a rocky beach. Oh, okay. Sharp, uneven, igneous rocks make your step unsteady as you run. To your left, 
There are big waves crashing against rocky cliffs. Ahead of you, just about 10, 15 feet or so from you, is a big outcropping, about 20 feet tall. Mm -hmm. There seems to be an opening in the rock face that you're running toward. Mm -hmm. Above it is an overlook, which is set aside from a road that curves away into the distance. And there's a car parked at the overlook. Left ocean, straight ahead. I'm running towards a cave. Your right flank is searing with pain. I look down. How, what do I? Well, what, you're, what, what's going on? You're, in, am you're I? in a black shirt, so it's kind of hard to tell. But there is some kind of severe injury. Okay. You can barely run. Okay, you can barely run. All right, but I have a. But I'm going. I'm heading for this cave when I when I come to. You appear to be running towards that cave. Right. Yeah, you're sprinting. Well, I'm going to keep running towards the cave. I check behind. I check over my shoulder. Is somebody pursuing me? Yeah, there's a man in a suit with a ponytail, and he's running after you. Kind of a hefty guy, and he's carrying what looks like a semi-automatic weapon what? of some kind. Am I armed? Uh, give me a perception check. Okay, perception check. Uh, that is a six. I, that's, I did very well. Big success. Yeah. Big okay, success. so, uh, yeah. So you feel what feels like a small handgun in your waistband digging into your lower back. Okay, uh, you so... Also, for that great perception roll, as you glanced behind you to see the guy pursuing you, you saw that down the beach that you are running away from a car sitting out in the middle of the rocky beach with two other guys also nicely dressed. And in the far, far distance, you see police coming down the road. That same road that passes over the overlook in front of you, which sweeps off in the distance parallel to the seaside. Okay, great. So uh, one guy closer to me with the submachine gun, two guys further back. In a car or out of a car? Now out of a car. They're standing outside the car. They're not pursuing me. They're not pursuing you. Okay, fine. I, I seem to be heading to this cave, so I'm going to keep heading to this cave. Let's let's go. Okay, and also for your success by five perception, above the entrance in the outcropping that you're headed to, you see what looks like someone lying flat, hiding in the grass of the overlook. Okay, but I can't get up to the overlook from down here. I'm below a little cliffy. I'm on the rocky beach. Yeah, you'd have to climb. Okay, so I'm headed for this cave. Let's head for this cave. Okay. Yeah, I see I see this guy there, but I don't... Is he... Well, how far away is he? The guy is like 30 yards back from you. The play, the guy was in front of me. Oh. On this uh, grassy... Oh, oh, no, sorry. How, how far how, away is how, yeah. how high up? It's like 10 yards up. Sure. There's, but there's somebody in the grass ahead of me as well as the guy yeah. pursuing me. Right. And I'm sort of between the ocean and a cliff on... Ocean on one side and a cliff on the other side. Yeah. Shoot. Okay. Well, I, I'm going to keep my eyes on this guy in front of me. I, I'm going to go for this cave, and hopefully, this guy is is not hostile. And if he starts shooting at me, then I'm going to have to break for the cliff, I guess. But I don't want to climb while under fire, so okay, I'm going to run as fast. So as I you can. are you go into the cave. Yeah. It's dark, and your eyes haven't had much time to adjust. There's some light that pours in from behind you and some thin streams of light that come down diagonally from above. Mm-hmm. The little bit of light shows you that ahead there's some thick raised stones protruding jaggedly from the ground that can provide some short-term cover. You don't have much time to think. The guy in yeah. the suit is right behind you. That's fine. I felt the gun in the small on my back. I'm going to take that. I'm going to take yeah. cover, get the gun prepped, and I'm going to... You know, take cover in the darkness of the cave where he can't see me very well. Take aim on a knee behind cover, two-handed stance on a whatever firearm this is. Okay. I'm going to take aim around the bend so that as soon as he comes into view. Yeah, you set yourself down into position and you're ready. But he doesn't immediately sprint in behind you. You're not sure exactly how many seconds 
he was behind I'm you. I'm gonna, you know, brace the f- firearm, get my get my you know arms nice and steady, steady my breathing, and wait for him here because there's nowhere I can go. And as you're braced and waiting, yeah. ducked behind a tall rock, staring at the cave entrance, you hear suddenly a voice cut through the silence, a, a whisper. It says, "Hey, Whitney, who's there? There's a guy with a gun." A big guy. He's coming. I know he's coming. I, I know. Is there a way out? I don't know. Climb up. Shoot. He's coming. He's like 10 yards away. He's got a gun. I got a gun too. I'm going to shoot him. And now you hear a different voice say, Leonard, don't be stupid. You're making me do this. Ooh, do I? Uh, is he? And I, I can hear this voice coming from down the beach. You, like, you hear like it. A, I mean, you're now in a enclosed cave, cave, so everything is echoey. You're losing all sense of direction. All right, so I don't know if this is the guy who is chasing me or not. I mean, it stands to reason that this is the guy who's chasing me, but I can't, I can't see him speaking. Sure. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna yell out. Uh, I'm sorry. Who is this? Uh, I, I don't think we've been introduced. I'm done with your games, Leonard. This time you really played yourself. What? You know, if you just stayed out here, what was I going to do? Shoot you with the cops coming in broad daylight? But then you went and hid in a cave for me. Oh, I'm so excited to kill you. I'm staying quiet. Yeah, and after a couple of moments of silence, you see him slide into view in the cave entrance, backlit. You know, you can just see his shadow. And he's moving slowly and cautiously. But you now have view of him. Do I? I, I shoot the guy. I, what else am I going to okay. do? He's, he's got a gun. He's pursuing me. Give me a roll. <laughs> no, that's a 15. That's a big no. Oh, Not a crit no. failure, at least, but it's a definite failure. That's a failure. Give me a focus check. He, in the meanwhile, uh, just darts out of the way when he when there's fire returned on him. Just, just one shot. Just, you know, and, blink. And he's dived back outside of the cave now, and he shouts, God damn it, Leonard, where the hell did you get a gun from? Oh, well, so much for surprise. We searched every goddamn inch of you. Would you stick it up your ass? Uh, I, I, uh, uh, I, I, I whisper, to, to, without turning my head, to whoever was whispering me behind me, well, look for a way out of here. Who is this guy? The guy, the guy who you just shot at says, what'd you say? Uh, nothing, nothing, never mind. And now the guy decides to just fire into the cave, like, around the corner. I can't see him. No, he's just sticking the gun into the cave and firing blindly around the corner. Well, that's fine. He's he's only got so much ammo. Let him, let him, let him waste his bullets. But that's a definite miss. Um, I'm staying as deep in cover as I can. But I'm, like, whispering into the cave. Hello? Who's there? Suddenly a shadow covers the thin strip of light that comes down from the top of... Well, actually, give me a perception roll to notice. That is trip boxcars. That's a trip absolute crit fail. Failure. Holy shit. Uh, okay. What, uh, okay. Crit fail. Crit fail on the source of that voice. That's fun. <laughs> is um, it? <laughs> I'm going to say that for that crit... I'm sorry, Leonard. I, I'm, I'm sorry. For that crit... This is a very challenging game to play. <laughs> For that crit failure, you are you are losing a lot of blood and getting a little delirious. Evidently. Th- that's your wife speaking to you. What was her name? Catherine. Catherine? Catherine, are you there? I go to find her. Okay, find her where? I'm crawling back into the cave trying to look for my wife. Crawling deeper into the cave? Yeah. I'm going to stay down. I'm going to stay down. This guy's shooting at me. I'm staying low. But, yeah, okay. Uh, give me know. a um give me a search roll to find your dead wife in this cave. That's 
just you watch. It'll be crit. It'll be a crit. Oh, and you need a, to give it's me a focus a, check a, for that last uh, for that last IQ uh, check. Do you want me want me to roll focus check first? Uh, so give me a focus check first for the previous roll, then right. the search so roll, and the then a so focus check for the search roll. For the search roll. Okay, so that's a success by two on the focus. That is a success by two on the search. Okay. And that is a failure by four on the focus. Okay. So you're down one focus for that whole interchange. Yep. That's yeah, That feels fair for a crit failure. Yeah. Uh, so for a successful search, as you're pushing back a little bit farther into the cave, you now have a view of an opening at the top of the cave where that light was shining in, and you see that there's someone looking down at you. It, hmm. your, your wife is looking down. And as you get to the back of the cave, you see there might be a way for you to climb up. It's not too hard to climb. Yeah. Although you will be vulnerable while climbing. Uh, and Leonard's climbing is decent, but you're at a minus two for a fucked up finger, and I'll say another minus one for the open wound in your side. A fucked up finger? I didn't hear about that. I, it's, <laughs> it was not a headline, considering you've got a bullet in your side. Um, oh, shoot. Okay, great. So you should be at a ten for climbing. Yeah. All right, so rolling at a ten. That is a failure by one. Failure by one, and give me a focus check. The focus check is a success by one. You start to climb the walls when you are surprised by another peppering of bullets, which completely misses you. But in the loud cacophony, you slip and slide and fall to the ground and take zero damage. Okay. Well, at least I took zero damage. Give me a uh, perception check. Uh, That is a success by a bunch, by four. Yeah. So you become aware as you're lying on your back your side scorching with pain, having slammed the open injury on the hard ground, that your assailant seems to have slipped into the cave. You see a bit of movement silhouetted in the entrance, and you hear heavy breathing now closer to you. You realize that that last bit of fire while you were climbing was actually him giving himself cover to get in. Is he, is he silhouette? I can see his silhouette slipped into the cave. Yeah. Can I see him from where I'm at? You think you could dimly see his shape, but it's really hard to see him now that he's out of the entrance. Just because the light coming in from outside is so much brighter than the walls of the cave. It's pretty dark in here. So both of you are having trouble telling where the other one is. Well, I notice I'm not any good at stealth. (laughs) So uh, it feels like that's not a... The right way to, to go. I think I, I think I have to... The only way I can get out of this is shoot my way out. There's no other way to do... But he's not shooting anymore. What is he doing now that he's in the cave? Is he aiming at me? It's hard to tell. It's dark. It's dark in here. Um, can I aim at him? Yeah. You think you know where he mm-hmm. is. You have a darkness penalty, right. but I'll let you aim. Okay. So I'm, I'm laying on my back. You know, I'm as propped as I can be. I'm just going to aim at this guy from where, I'm, uh, from where I'm laying and get ready for this turn. So you're aiming. Great. Yes. And... As you do this, you're staring up at your wife's face in Halo. She's looking down the hole in the roof of the cave, and she says, I don't see the guy. Should I come down? And who's, what kind of a voice is this that's whispering to me? Can I tell anything about this? This is my dead wife. You still think it's your dead wife, yeah. And she's... Okay, but it is a, it's a woman's voice. It's hard to tell with a whisper, but yeah, you, you, it sounds like a woman's voice to you. It sounds like my dead wife. Okay. I'm going to stay quiet. I'm not going to risk giving up my... Up my location to the guy in the cave with me um is the guy in the cave looking around you can vaguely see movement and he starts to try an inch sideways along the wall you suspect he has not seen exactly where you are because he has not yet opened fire at all 
Okay. Uh, I'm aiming at him. How, how do I have a sense of how good a shot I've got from where I'm at? Like how far away is he? Yeah. Uh, range penalty is minus two. And, uh, you know, is this, I don't know. I don't know what kind of gun I'm shooting. Do what do you have a sense of what the accuracy rating of the gun is? <laughs> you feel like based on that first shot, it was about a, a accuracy three. Nice. All right. So it's a, that's a nice, that's a nice firearm. Okay. Uh, I am, it puts me in a net plus one to shoot him. So yeah, no, I'm going to all out determined shoot this guy plus aim plus brace. Minus darkness. How much is darkness? Minus two. Um, so that's so minus Net plus You're one. Net plus one with everything, as as far as I'm hearing it, with the. I feel like there's a bonus to being prone, as, but I'm not sure it's not an on your back to being braced. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay. Fine. Well then, uh, yeah. No, I'm just. I'm. This is as good as it's going to get. I could. I could take another turn of aim, but um, no. You know what? I'm going to take another turn of aim. Let's give give this guy one more chance for diplomacy. But I'm a. Uh, yeah. Geez. That's that's. Uh, well, I assume his gun's ready. He could probably shoot as soon as he saw me. Yeah. He's, he's taking perception again. checks every turn. You're giving. No, I'm going to shoot him. I'm not going to take a. I'm not going to take the risk. I'm not. Well, I'm not going to take the risk. Okay. I'm going to shoot him. Okay. Give us a roll. Here we go. That is a success on the button. Success on the button. That is a, okay. that is a twelve against my. Unmodified gun skill of 11. Uh, ooh, and uh, you... Oh, I forgot to give him a... He doesn't get a dodge. He hasn't seen you. Um, no, he, uh, you do decent damage, and you just hear a thunk and a slump, and the guy goes down. There's a second of heavy breathing, and he's fallen kind of low yeah. and out of your sight. Mm -hmm. And then there's more random gunfire, but he doesn't even have a shot at you from where he is. Sorry about that, but uh, you were chasing me, and you have a gun, so... Uh, not that sorry. Who's up there? Catherine, is that you? Is that my code name? Uh, yeah, this is Catherine. Uh, over. Okay, Who's yeah. there? Is there someone else in this cave? Well, uh, come down. Um, uh, who is this guy? Do you know who this is? I think he's a bad guy. Well, I shot him. So, help me, help me down here. I'm not a bad guy. From my point of view, you're the one who's evil. You're, I don't uh, know what that means. Uh, of course you don't. What does that mean? It means everything that's happening to you is your doing. I'm not doing anything to you you didn't have coming. Who are you? I, I crawled over to him. Uh, I'm going to interrogate this guy before he passes out. Can I, can, I, can I roll interrogation and get something useful out of him? You can get interrogation. Are you crawling out from the cover you currently have? I'm crawling towards this guy. Okay. So you crawled, and now you, there's, there's like a little stalagmite sure. pile that was yeah. giving you some cover, and as you crawl it's around, cave you can terminology. vaguely make out his shape lying on his back now, holding his chest. He still has his AK grabbed and ready. Okay. Well, I've got my gun out in front of me. And you told the voice to crawl down, to come down. Yeah, I, I did tell, I did say that. I'm not, I can't go back on that now. And I'm the gonna, voice um, says, I can't, I can't fit through this hole. I'm going to go the other way. Be careful. Thanks for your help. <laughs> The lamest. <laughs> Thank you for your assistance, fair maiden. <laughs> Dead wife. <laughs> Give me a. Uh, so you wanted to interrogate this guy. Give me an interrogation yeah. roll. Yeah. That motherfucker. What? There it is. I couldn't have gotten that. I couldn't have gotten that earlier. That's a. That is fucking mutant snake eyes. Crit success. There's my crit success. Nice. Bingo. Ah, god damn it. Beautiful. God damn it. God damn it. I can't I can't believe that. That's so depressing. 
<laughs> it's depressing that you got a crit success, but not when you most no, wanted actually, it. No, actually, this, this, is, this is a key interrogation role, right? Um, but anyway, uh, that, is, that is Mutant Snake Eyes, Trip One's bingo crit success. Beautiful. On my, actually, my interrogation is 12, so that's a success by 11, too. So, so good, give us an, your, your amazing interrogation of this thug. Uh, who the fuck do you think you are chasing after me? Who are you? Speak! Who am I? How's the shoulder healing up, Leonard? <laughs> that's who I am. Oh, is this your handiwork? Well, that's fair play, I think. Turnabout. You're Jimmy Grant's? He was a friend of mine. That's, that's, no, that's not the guy. The guy I'm looking for you is don't, John. You don't know anything. You haven't looked at your body. Huh? You don't. Oh, I have to look at my body. Yeah. Sure. Okay, I don't know. Jimmy Grant's. I say, who's that? <laughs> spill it, spill it, spill it now. Spill everything. Why are you chasing me? You owe my boss $200,000, jackass, in case you've forgotten, which you have. But that's not the reason. The reason is that you're dangerous. You're working for someone, but there's no way of knowing who. Could be the cops. Could be the Canes. Could be the Russians. The fucking Russians? I don't know any Russians. Of course you don't. You working for Jimmy? I work for the Fox. The Fox? Who's that? He gestures weakly with a nod, signaling out towards the beach. Uh-huh. Well, now the cops are coming. They'll sort all of you this out. They'll sort you out, but good, I'm sure. Shooting at people in caves. Innocent people. Innocent. Run around. Machine guns. <sighs> Don't fucking assholes. lie to me. You came to us looking for Jimmy Grants because you wanted to kill him. Don't play innocent. I know who you are. You're only lying to yourself. <clears throat> uh... You lost him, you know. Jimmy, he's already dead. The one-eyed ranger killed him. Know him? Nasty bounty hunter from up north killed Jimmy before you got the chance. Too bad you lose. You can't lie to me. I know who you are, Leonard. I'm the last person left alive who does. There's a whole warehouse filled with all your past. All the people you killed is neatly tracked and labeled. I've seen it. Which warehouse is this? Cannery Row. Except it, it was alive. There was no Cannery Row. Your friend was taking us to his uh, hidey hole to get a weapon. It was a warehouse by a dock. Where was it? We were in San Dimas. We went straight towards the water from there. Now remember there was a billboard for Macanudo cigars overlooking it. And there's shit in this warehouse. There's everything you could possibly want to know about yourself. All right. There's secrets about you that would curl your toes. Your friend was using you as a personal hitman when he could control you, which he couldn't. (laughs) Innocent man. I'm sorry about shooting you. Really, I am. I ain't never seen you before. I'm sorry, Ben. What's your name? Just as you're saying that, a figure appears in the mouth of the cave holding what appears to be a can of mace going to attack the guy that you're talking to. Who Could I see who was in the mouth of the cave at all? Silhouetted. Uh, uh, it looked like the shape of a young woman. This is probably your dead wife. Ah. He, the guy says, my name is 
And just then the mace sprays everywhere. He reacts and fires wildly to his right, uh, but he does not hit anything. He goes to look and see who was there. This is the end. This is the end of this. Okay. I can't have him shooting at my dead wife. I I, I I finish this guy off. Okay. I pop my point blank. That's a that's a an eleven. That's I hit my skill on the okay. button. Uh, he rolls well, but not well enough to dodge, and he gets shot a lot. He got shot real bad. And he gets shot once, but it's it is point blank and right there. Okay, uh, does he seem like he's gonna keep shooting? He doesn't seem good. No, he seems limp and and okay. l- like wet pasta. And give me a focus check. Yeah, that's a seven. That's a, that's on the button. <laughs> Yikes! Staying alive. You okay? Okay, on the button. I'm headed out. I, I I you know I get up and make and go to the entrance as fast as I can. Okay. You see a terrified young woman huddled next to the entrance of the cave. Is it Catherine? Doesn't look exactly like her. Okay. She says, oh my God, you're okay. I, I thought you were dead. I, I saw them throwing bodies in the trunk of a car. I, I, I called that cop, Officer Donaldson. I'm sorry if I shouldn't have, but I didn't know what to do. Come on, we got to get out of here. Sam Demas, he said, oh, the warehouse by the docks. Do you know what he's talking about? Uh, no, I don't. We got to go there. Do you have a... You have a you have a pencil? You got a piece of paper? I gotta write this down. Yeah, in, in, in the car. In the car. Okay. Help me up. Help me up. Let's go back there. Okay. Give me a climbing roll to get up there. She climbs fairly nimbly, actually. Uh, I just got a success by three. Minus two for the... Minus. Yeah. Okay. Sure. But you still succeed. Yeah. All right. And in the meanwhile, I tell her what this guy told me. I'm just... I've decided that I'm going to trust her because she looks vaguely like my dead wife and... I'm still a little confused. Maybe she is my dead wife. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've lost a lot of blood. I know I'm not doing well. Yeah. We're going to roll for your losing blood. Still. Okay. Oh, God. And she, uh, she says, I should, I should drive. You're, you're really hurt. We should, we should go to a hospital first. You're really uh, bad. How do I feel about going to a hospital? Do I have a good sense about that? You tell me. How do you feel know. about you going to the hospital? I, I feel like I'm at half move and dodge. But I also feel like if I go to a hospital, I'm if I go to a hospital, the police are definitely going to find me. I turn to this woman. I say, who's after us? People with guns. Is it safe to go to the hospital? I, I don't know if it's safe, but but look at you. You you you're beat to shit. You look like you're about to die. I say, OK, maybe it is time to go to the hospital. But promise me. Promise me you'll figure out who killed my wife. Go to the warehouse. She nods sagely. OK, let's. Let's try the hospital. In the meanwhile, I should I should write this down while I can. She gives you a so she can piece drive. of paper. She she finds a receipt in the in the glove compartment, hands it to you. I write this down on and this receipt as best as I can. I write warehouse by docks in San Dimas. All my information going back years question mark. Check it out. Underlined, underlined, underlined. Okay, you're writing that and she's driving intently. Uh, you get a good look at her now. She's quite pretty, but she's definitely not your wife. She's like 25 at the oldest. You also notice that you're in a rusty Chevy sedan with like a child seat in the back. The woman is very focused on the road, trying to find her way back into the city and to the nearest hospital. Okay, well, we're going to the hospital, I guess. And hopefully I don't end up, you know, with a pillow on my face. Somebody gives me somebody else's issue. Where did we get this car? Uh, y- you stole it, remember? Oh, yeah, no, you don't remember, of course. Sorry, I forgot that you forget. Yeah, well, at least I've got you to remember that for me. Yep, I'm your memory of memories. I smile at her. 
And she smiles back. She says, you're going to be okay, right? <laughs> I don't know, Catherine. I don't know. Catherine. We'll go to the hospital. We'll go to the hospital. Wasn't Catherine your wife's name? I'm sorry. I'm confused. I, I thought I heard her earlier. Who, who are you? Well, I'm your wife, I guess. She laughs. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Who are you? I'm Anne. I'm your girlfriend. Anne. Anne. Thank you for your help, Anne. I really appreciate it. We're going to get you to the hospital. And she's going to roll navigation. She does okay. And she gets you to the hospital. And she takes you right to the emergency entrance. And they take one look at the injury on your side. And they are rushing you off to surgery. Great. Um, and I'm sure my turn is over. Because there's no way I can... And that's pretty much your turn is over. Because you are going to lose, I... lose consciousness. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's what we did. <laughs> uh, beautiful. No, that's that's great. You got us to a really good place. Well, like the hospital. I, I don't know. I've got a bullet wound in my side. I'm sure they're going to call the cops on this poor on poor Leonard. <laughs> you you certainly I think avoided death, which is where I thought this part was going to end. So that's that's well, excellent. I shot the guy. I I shot the guy who was shooting at me. So I feel like that's fair play. Yeah. No, you did great. And oh, I did. I did shoot first. That was that is that is Leonard shot like, first. Well, I, I was pretty sure in this. This episode that was going to end in death, so pretty, pretty, pretty good job there. Well, you you didn't you didn't um, let on when I started recording that you thought I was going to die. You said you, you you suggested that there was the possibility that Leonard would soon no yeah you were uh, be in a bad way. You but, were uh, at one hit point throughout with with thugs with serious guns <laughs> after you, so it was not a it was not. Well, a new... To be fair, only one thug. The other two stayed with the car for whatever reason. Yeah, no, it was great. Uh, no, I loved it. We it felt you brought us to a place where uh, we. We have now an interesting, I think we're near an ending here. We'll see what the next player does. Shit. And that's it for you. God damn. God damn. This is very frustrating to record, pal. I don't know how, how everybody else is doing with it, but it, I, find, I find it very frustrating to record. Well, you'll... <laughs> I want to know what's going you'll on. You'll get to hear it all in context soon, I soon. think. Hopefully. 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 All right. All right. Well... Thanks, man. Jeez. Yeah, my pleasure. Christ. <laughs> Mirirai Sitole has been on your TV set in such shows as Black Mirror, Russian Doll, Broad City, Master of None, and many others. She's also an accomplished stage actor who's won a Lucille Lortel for Outstanding Featured Actress for her performance in Schoolgirls or The African Mean Girls Play. That's the whole name of the show. I wasn't confused as to which show she won the Lortel for. This is her first time on the reroll. Welcome, Mirirai. Hello. Thanks for having me. Thank you for joining us. I am so excited to have you on. I haven't seen you in ages. I think the last time we saw each other, we were literally on stage together. We were on stage in Connecticut. In Connecticut, that's right. Working on... How the colds were raised. Were raised. I was like, I know the word is raised, because that's the year I learned what raised even meant. (laughs) You know, raised is a rough word because based on the spelling, it can mean the exact opposite of itself. Like it can be lifting up or tearing down. What's up with that? English. That's what's up. English. <laughs> Get it together, English. Yes. I'm cool with multiple meanings, but they shouldn't be the exact opposite of each other that can be interchangeable in the same context. That's not that's not fun. It's not fun. It's not fair. It it's not fair. fair. It's not right. It is fair. <laughs> yeah, sure. I'll, I'll blame anything on 2020, even, even the word raised. <laughs> anyway, so you are Leonard Shelby. I am. The first thing you notice when you come to, when you burst back into consciousness is that you are in a ton of pain. Your 
right flank in particular is burning, but there are several other injuries throughout your body that probably need serious medical attention. You are currently lying on a hard rocky surface and your head is leaned back against the front tire of a car. In front of you, a handsome man in his 50s with shock white hair looks down at you menacingly holding a gun. He is surrounded by two tufts, and in the distance you see waves crashing up against rocky cliffs. The man with the shock white hair leans down in front of you. You can smell the cinnamony cologne coming off of him, and he says to you, In my business, when a man does these things to me, I must kill him. You really think you're going to kill me right now? (laughs) You are a unique man, Leonard. My associate here. And he points to one of his thugs, the one with a ponytail. He tells me things of you that at first I do not believe. But then I search you, and what I find in your pocket, well, now I do not know what to believe. And he starts leafing through some notes. This. And he holds up what appears to be like a rubbing of some Russian writing. This is the family crest of the Gazarovs. They are Russian mafia. Why do you have this in your pocket? I do not. I see. And this symbol, do you know what this is? And he holds up a note with several lines in kind of jagged, random, diagonal directions. You tell me? This is a very old symbol that I did not expect to see here. Your note says that it is from your ring. Show me that on your right hand. I gave him my right hand. And now you see that you are wearing this big, ornate ring on your right ring finger with this strange, intertwining snake and dragon design with diamonds for eyes. And he pulls it off your finger greedily, leaving just the simple gold band that you were wearing behind it. And he looks at it carefully and slowly. Mm-hmm. Yes, I must have this ring. He looks back at you and says... Well, now I cannot kill you without making myself a thief, which I am not. I cannot kill you, but I must. What am I to do? He leans down close to you now and he says, I know what it's like to need revenge. This other business of yours, I do not understand. But that, that I do understand. If my man Grants did evil to you, you could have come to me. We could have spoken like gentlemen. But instead, you do this business, this lying and subterfuge. That I cannot abide. You know why I didn't go the other way. I had to do things my way. I'm going to continue doing that to avenge my wife. Well, you are a man of convictions. I cannot deny you that. He looks pensive. And actually, that was a pretty good role play of a diplomacy of sorts. So give me a diplomacy role. Okay... So essentially, if you succeed this role, he will be more amenable to... Oh! <laughs> so that is what we call a critical failure when you got the worst possible role. <laughs> Amazing start. I love it. I love it. Coming in... That feels right. Coming in strong. Side hurts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, it's hard to do diplomacy when when your side hurts. Uh, g- give me a uh, quick um, focus check. So another roll. Okay, you're fine on your focus, Jack. However, that is a crit-fail diplomacy. Okay. So so this infuriates him. He suddenly gets steamed up and he says, Your way? You like it your way? Your way is the reason this business is littered with bodies. You come in like a thief. 
You're a deceiver. And he, he goes to backhand you with his gun. <laughs> oh my God. I, I, I mean, I'm showing you here physically, yeah. uh, even though you don't really know the system, but he, he crit failed. <laughs> He's backhanding you with a gun. That, I, a critical failure, by the way, is very unlikely. It is literally one in 50. So out of three rolls, we have had two critical failures. It is uh, wonderful and extraordinary. And it's great. He goes to backhand you and you don't even flinch. I mean, you're almost in too much pain at this point to really care about being struck by an older, suave gentleman. Mm-hmm. He, I'm going to say he hits you just wrong in the temple and he breaks his hand and he takes some damage and he screams Aah! and he drops the gun and he stumbles backwards and his two uh, thugs, his two goons go and help him up. Now you have, a, you have an instant to react here. The goons also have guns. If you reach for that gun, you might be dead, but mm-hmm. you've got options here. Mm-hmm. What would you like to do with the second you have of their distraction? I kind of want to, Climb my way into that car. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Uh, so give me a, you're in a ton of pain. So get, just give me a will roll yeah. to focus your energy and get yourself into the car. A will roll. A roll for yeah. will. Let's see. Ooh. That's good enough. That's on the button. You're very injured right now. So essentially I was making you roll extra effort to try and get yourself going at the kind of speed you need to get into the car before they grab you. Uh, give me a uh, focus check for that real quick. Okay, that's your first failed focus check. So you, you, that's one. On the third one, that's the end of your turn. I'm done. Okay. But you are able, they are indeed distracted. You leave the gun as it is. I didn't hear you say you pick up the gun. So you you just scramble to crawl in. You're, you're against this passenger seat of the car. So you scramble to crawl into the car. Let's see how quickly they notice you. They, they don't roll well on noticing you quickly. So you're able to get yourself all the way into the car. Let's see if they left the keys in the ignition, which would be critical for you. Uh, th- yeah, they did. They, they uh, failed their IQ check. They didn't, Duh. They, they didn't think, I mean, they didn't think you would be trying to steal their car. They um, don't think ahead. They don't. You're a planner in spite of the fact that you have no memory of where you were or what was happening. Just go on instinct. That's the way to do it. When you're Leonard Shelby. <laughs> so you're in the car. What, what do you want to do? Are you trying to drive off? Or are you just trying to... It depends on if the car... I, I feel like I remember you saying that we're on a cliff or like we're facing rolling rocks. Yeah, so you, you've got a bit of area in front of you. So there's about 30 yards between you and where the water is hitting the rocks. So there's enough room to move around. The, the ground is very uneven and rocky. It'll make the driving a little bit more difficult. Mm, mm. But you're, you're not like right against the cliff. And also the cliff doesn't look like it's high. It's just a drop to where the water is be- below. Mm, how big is that drop? You can't tell from here. You're about 30 years out. The, the only reason you know it's not high is because you see that the water is lapping up slightly at the edge. So it can't be that far down. Understood. I can't run them over, can I? You can try. I just want to like give them a scare with the car. Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so you're going to drive right at them. So give me a driving minus one because you're on a rocky, rocky terrain and they're in motion, you know. That is not going to be a success. Give me, however, a focus check. Oh my God, I'm literally going to die in this car. Okay, you're good on the focus check. So you did not succeed your driving roll, which just means that you are unable to get the car in gear and moving quickly enough that you're able to surprise them. And by the time you hit the gas, 
they have kind of moved to the side, one thug coming around to the driver's seat where you have crawled into, and one pulling his boss aside to the passenger side. Mm -hmm. So they they are no longer directly in front of your car now. You still, however, now have the car in gear. However, the guy on the driver's side is raising an automatic as if to try and make some trouble for you. I see that they have also left a gun in the car. Ah, uh, give me a scrounging and uh, succeed by three, and I'll say that they did leave a gun in the car. Success, and indeed. Yeah, you look behind you, and in the in the... In the little, what what are those little cubbies called? Yeah, they're like that they have. Yeah, the little console cubbies. Yeah. There's a small handgun there. You can take a turn and grab that gun, and now you have a gun. I definitely want to grab that gun in the cubby console. Great. Give me a focus check. You grab that, but in the time you're doing that, now the driver's side guy, the thug, has gotten himself ready, braced with his automatic. And he is looking and aiming at you through the driver's side window and looking real scary. He's got a ponytail mm. and a suit. Well, the car's still in gear, yeah? You used the turn two turns ago to get the car in gear. You can you can hit go. Okay, I hit go on that car. What, what are you trying to do? So straight ahead of you is the cliff. You've got, you've got room to turn, but that's what, if you go straight, you're going to go off the cliff. Very quickly to get him off of, like, like is he on the car? He no, he's like right at the passenger window. Like the the tip of his gun is like touching the window right next to your head on the driver's side. The other guy to your right, you can't totally see him, but he is mostly seems to be taking care of his boss. You know what I want to do? Double move. I'll roll as many times as I need to, but I kind of want to, you know, move the seat back, like all the way back aggressively, and shoot. Love it. Okay. Trying to think how we're going to roll that out. Okay, so here's what you're going to do. So you're going to give me a shooting roll. You'll be capped at a nine for the move and attack. And you're going to give me a dex to pull off the backwards jut with one hand of the driver's seat. So basically, give me two rolls. And the first one will be the, the dex roll. What's dex? Uh, j- just, just roll. I'll tell you what, if you succeed. Oh, dexterity? Yeah. Okay, so that's a failure. <laughs> You are not able to throw the seat back very quickly. You reach down, but you kind of miss the the handle and you can't quite jug the seat. So you end up just kind of like doing that thing where you're like just batting the seat backwards with your body, but it's not quite going backwards. And um, and yeah, so you're not able to get a shot off in that turn. And uh, let's see how the thug reacts. Does that cause him to shoot? <laughs> no, actually, he uh, he's I would say he's more just freaked out by your random spasming <laughs> as you're trying to bat the seat backwards. He's like, what the fuck is this guy doing? <laughs> if, if anything, it lowers his guard like five percent. Throw him off. Yeah, you've thrown him off the scent. Pleading insanity works. But now after after a second of confusion, he's like, get out of the car. Or what? What do you think, dumbass? I'm going to shoot you in the head. Give me some space. Move Five feet from the car, and I'll come out. He backs up, still leveling the gun at you. I stealthily hide my cubby console gun. Uh, Give me an IQ roll to see if he knows if you have it. So, yeah, successful IQ. You don't think he's seen it because you grabbed it behind you and below the line of his sight, and you haven't raised it yet. You used your left hand to try and reach down and grab the thing that backs the seat up, but you've never raised the gun. So you don't think he's aware 
that you have it. Oh, and give me a uh, focus check for the pre... I forgot to give you a focus check for the failed maneuver from before. Okay, that's your second fails focus check. So now the next time you fail a focus check, that's it for you. Okay, so he has backed up. You don't think he knows about your gun. I leave the car with my gun hidden behind my belt. Okay, so it's in the back behind your belt? In the back. Okay, so you've got a gun against your back. You slowly get out of the car. He's still leveling the gun at you, and he says, On your knees. I do. You get on your knees. Now the boss, the guy with the accent, he comes around the car and glares at you menacingly, but you can see that his hand is swollen like hell. Your jaw did a number on him somehow. <laughs> Let me tell you. Strong jaw. He comes over and stands over you. There's still the angry glare in his eyes from your crit-fail diplomacy. Behind him, suddenly a wave crests against the rocks and he's backed by a magnificent spray of water in the distance. Mm. Cradling his injured hand, he glares down at you and says, You have no line. That's why you're dangerous. There's nothing you will not do to get your revenge. Me, my line is I do not profit off murder. Yes, in this business I must kill for other reasons, but never for profit. So I think perhaps I must let you live. He thumbs the ring he took from you. Then he says, But then I remember that my associate here, Mr. Mansfield, pointing to the thug with the ponytail, he already had his own reasons to want to kill you. So I leave it to him. And he starts walking away, yelling at the other guy, Mateo, bandage up my hand. And meanwhile, the guy with the ponytail starts walking towards you with murderous intent. I just keep envisioning a tuck and roll, like, underneath this car. You can certainly attempt that. I'm not sure if the car is... Let me see. Yeah, no, the car isn't really tall enough for you to get under it, but you can go kind of around it. It's not like an Escalade. No, it's not an Escalade. Okay, then we just go and incapacitate him and shoot him in the leg. Yeah. Is there another surface to climb that's higher than where we are right now? Would I be able to? You're on pretty open, flat ground right here, but give me a perception roll to try and take stock of the larger surroundings, see if you can get any geographic advantages. Yeah, that's a very good success. That is a success by five. So you are on your knees at the front driver's side corner of the car. You're facing the water. It's open terrain around you, nowhere obvious to hide. It's very rocky, porous, igneous rock. And you see to your left, there's some pretty large holes. So maybe you could kind of lose someone if they tripped in those. There's the drop into the water in front of you that is, you know, maybe a 10, 20 foot drop. It's hard to tell. But the waves look pretty nasty, and in the state you're in, that might kill you on its own, although obviously better than taking a bullet. To your right, there's a lot of open terrain, but then there's kind of a a very short cliff in the far distance where you see there might be kind of openings that might lead to caves that you could maybe hide yourself in. And then there's a road that is running along the beach, just kind of so behind you and parallel to the water. And on your left... Very far in the distance, as the road kind of disappears, you can just see the glint of maybe some cars coming. And for your very good, successful perception, your your eyes are good enough that you can tell. Those are police cars. They're coming, although they're far enough away that it might take them a little while to get here. You don't can't count on that in the immediate. Are they on my side? You don't know anything. You have no idea. Okay. Police are coming. Yep. 
Oh man, but I'm trying to figure out if I'm gonna shoot a warning shot or actually kill somebody because I don't want to kill somebody with the police coming here and then I am in jail. Oh, there's more things that I can do. I was stopping. Oh, you didn't see the second page. Yeah. Yeah. You've got other skills. So uh, run away to the cops and dodge these bullets. Yeah. And so remember you're slowed because you're injured. So you're going to have to have them miss for a lot of turns to get far. I would love to pretend like I don't, like I just want to act and plead my case. Sure. You want to roll acting? Give me an acting role. So what is it that you are trying to pretend? I'm, I'm pretending like I actually know more about the ring and like, what it costs and what its worth is and that they were after this ring in fact because it's worth a lot of money. Perfect. Yeah. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna lie to try and stall for time is what I'm reading here. Great. So yeah, give me an acting role. A very crucial acting role. Uh, and give me a focus check as well. Okay. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, oh no. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> So that's a failure by six on your acting. Uh, so give me a, uh, and that's a good focus check. Uh, give me a failure by six acting performance. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, listen, I, 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 I appreciate um, the, 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 the banter back and forth. And, you know, this, um, 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 I, I just want you to know that um, I do know about the ring. I, I know about the ring. I know what you want to know more about the ring. The, the ring is, is actually exactly why they, they were coming for me for that. Um, um, so if you want to know more about it, you can't kill me. They do not buy a word of it. You buy yourself maybe 10 seconds of just distracting them as the ponytail guy walks towards you and checks that there's a bullet in his chamber and does the preparation. As he's walking up to come and kill you, the waves lapping dramatically in the distance behind him. I believe you didn't believe my actions. Uh, Majestic as the sun slowly sets. It starts so. screaming. Ooh, I like, I like it. Okay. Ah! He's taken aback for a second. He's like, "The hell are you doing?" Ah! Give me an. I'm gonna say, give me an intimidation roll, and to do that. I'm gonna put you at a minus two because there's really nothing intimidating about your current position. Okay. And I will say that if you fail this one, that's pretty much it for Leonard. It's not going to buy you any more time. The cops are still too far away. I'm nervous. Do we have to? Yeah, we kind of have to. All right. Okay, <laughs> you succeed. Brilliant. Ooh, They're not like intimidated to in terror of you. Uh, that was on the button with the minus two, but it does give the guy in front of you enough pause and it causes the other guys to turn around and then they notice the cops coming, um, which causes them to suddenly, you know, halt the execution. I, give me a focus check real quick. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> okay, you're still in it. Now, what are you doing now? I definitely want to run to the caves. Okay, so you're sprinting down the beach to the caves. They're about 200 feet away, maybe, the question is, will they now feel comfortable pursuing with the cops coming? And you're running, but behind you, you hear some disagreement as to what to do about it. So at first you hear some pursuit, and then the uh, boss stops the guy who was about to kill you. He says, let him go. Chris, look, police coming. And the other guy says, yeah, and he's a loose thread. I'm cleaning it up, boss. No, not enough time. They will ask questions if they see you pursuing. Well, then I'll be fast. This asshole's not getting away from me this time. Chris, Chris, 
and now you hear pursuit steps, but the disagreement bought you a lot of time, which you need because you are slowed with injury. Did I need to roll for that run? No, you're, you're running as fast as you can. The disagreement you heard bought you some time. You're not clear if it bought you enough time to get to the caves, but now as you approach, uh, give me a perception roll. Perception, nah. <laughs> yeah, you don't notice anything. Uh, give me a focus check for the failed perception. Okay. Could <laughs> be it. <laughs> and that is it. On a, on a crit fail focus check, that is you for the day. I, sh- I should give a focus check penalty to the next player for your bad roll. I won't. That, that would be mean. But uh, that was amazing. Thank you for an awesome and ex- very exciting turn. <laughs> I'm just glad that Leonard keeps going. You know, he's the energizer bunny of characters on the reroll for sure. He won't stop. At a certain so, point, I was like, damn, I should have picked a Leonard voice. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I liked it. You, you, made, you made it your own. No, your, your Leonard was was wily, but quick to, to just try shit. <laughs> I particularly enjoyed the image of you trying the badass maneuver of throwing the seat back yes. and shooting the guy <laughs> and failing to find the seat back and just kind of jamming against the back of the seat ineffectually, like an excited seal just yes. sort of like slamming your body against it. <laughs> Wonderful. Yes, I appreciate you understanding <laughs> and enjoying that part. That was one of my favorites as well. All right. Well, this was wonderful. Thank you for being on the show. Lovely to see you again. I hope you're you're holding up okay during these crazy quarantine times. And yeah, and thank you for being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for guiding me on this RPG journey. This is actually such a dope way of storytelling and you're really talented so thank you for letting me oh, thank you. what you're up to no really i was like this is so great and fun like it's so different from just like being in a zoom meeting <laughs> it is different than a zoom meeting it's very different so it's really cool so thank you for introducing me to this world and i can't wait to see or hear rather what it all amounts to thank you so much for being on and we are gonna kick it backwards in time to the next person and by that i mean the previous person peter Strait <laughs> is a local craftsman specializing in cardboard wheels he's also an excellent theater director and a popular twitch personality can i say that is that is that true i it, uh, for for certain definitions of all of those words it's true <laughs> He is also a founding member of the film Rero. Welcome, Peter. How you doing? Hello, Paolo. I'm doing great. It's wonderful to see your flat digital face. It's much better in this amount of dimensions. <laughs> I okay. I have long held that your face holds up through all dimensional translation. Oh, you should see me in six. Your four dimensional face takes some getting used to, but it's really rewarding once you like get the taste for it. Yeah, it's all the bugs. It really throws you. <laughs> that sentence got away from me, and it didn't start out great either. The fourth dimension is flavor. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's Guy Fieri's <laughs> new show on PBS. <laughs> oh my Guy God. Fieri's Nova. Dude, I would watch Guy Fieri's Nova in a fucking second. Do you see there's a petition to rename Columbus, Ohio, Flavortown? <laughs> I did not see that. Apparently it's garnered massive support. I support it. Yo, how could you not? <laughs> Genocide on one hand and trash can nachos on the other? No question. What do we need to do to make that actually happen? 
I oh. don't know, man. We don't have time to get into my deep cynicism about the concept of petitions versus my incredible grassroots optimism about the last couple months. Like, inside of me, you know that meme, like, there are two wolves inside of you? I don't, but I like no, it No, that's a already. meme. For me, the meme is, there are two old Jewish leftists inside of you. And they're just constantly <laughs> arguing about the state of the protest union. <laughs> And one of those leftists? R- r- fuck. Ruben, Ruben Tishkov. R- first, Ruben I thought, Tishkov. first I thought Saul Guerrero. I think it's because so, I, was, I was thinking of Saul Guerrero. When you said Ruben Tishkov, I was like, oh, they're not going to get that because that won't have come out yet, even though it's already out. And I and only completed. said that because my brain has been reversing time for Memento episodes. I he- have to keep reminding myself <laughs> that everything goes backwards. So I was like, no, no. <laughs> That's in, that's in the future, but it's the past, so they haven't heard it yet. Right, you have to keep like, reminding everything yourself. everything is backwards now. Well, so you have to remind yourself that the recording sessions are in color, but real life is in black and white. Yeah, that's right. And eventually that's they'll right. meet. <laughs> oh, my God. So Also, I tried to say Ruben Stoddard, who I think won American Idol one year. And you did that same mistake did on I? an actual Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, you called him Ruben Stoddard. Well, as always, I'm glad to know that at least I'm consistently stupid. I also think that in every episode, you heard the name Rusty Ryan and were shocked by it. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I listened to part four recently. <laughs> and the the reaction, hearing myself react to you telling me that I do this every time. I mean, it really is very kind of Memento Leonard, like, I believe you. I have no reason not to believe you. I'm pretty sure that in three finished episodes, you have that reaction. But also, I'm pretty sure that you did it off mic like two more times. So, Leonard... Leonard Cohen. Bernstein. What is Leonard's last name? Leonard Shelby. Shelby. You do not come... Well, you come to, but you don't come to in the Leonard Shelby way. You awaken. Oh, you come slowly to consciousness, searing pain in your right flank. Which part is the flank on a human? It's like the side. <laughs> like I'm pointing to it here. Like, I don't know how to describe like the side of a. Yeah, that's your flank. Yeah. Oh, okay. Cool. Ow, my flank. <laughs> um, can I roll perception? It's dark. Yeah. Give me a perception. Roll. <laughs> oh, that's not very good. Uh, that is a failure by one. Give me a focus check. Oh, fuck. That's right. I forgot how this fucking game works. Is it just straight will? Yeah. All right. Yeah, handily. You fail your perception, yes. which is accurate considering it's dark. It's perfectly dark and you are confined. You're definitely in a car. And I think oh. even with a failure by one perception, you're able to tell that you're in the trunk of a car. Oh. That's what's happening right okay. now. Okay. Am I bound in any way? You do not appear to be bound. However, you are in deep pain. Okay. I'd like to check my flank. Yeah, it's wet. <laughs> Gross. Is there anything currently in it? When you touch it, there is a clear, like, injury there and it hurts to touch you you have a bad bad situation on your flank (laughs) you've been outflanked i've been flanked yeah uh can i like i don't want to roll will (laughs) although this could be a real short appearance have i been stabbed have have i been shot how do i find out first aid how do i find out how i've been injured i will let you take a first aid roll at a penalty because right now all you feel is searing pain and it's dark and you think there might be someone in here with you 
Oh, well, that's a big revelation. Uh, I failed my first aid by so much. Okay, cool. You don't know. Also, give me a focus check. Shit, I hate hate this game. Uh, That's a great roll. There's someone here with me? Yeah, it feels like there's someone in there with you. Like you feel you feel like hard carpeted and then like metallic and then you feel what feels like a human body. Does it feel alive? It doesn't feel like it's moving and it's certainly not saying anything. Uh I I would like to grope around to find its nose and mouth to see if I feel breath coming out of it. Yeah, uh you grope around, you feel to its nose and mouth. It's you're in a car, it's noisy. Give me a perception minus two to be able to feel for breath oh boy. hey that's a success no this person is dead you think cool cool love Give me a focus check love a corpse i succeeded so you're still very focused uh yeah, as the situation would indeed cause anyone to be <laughs> on this uh two-seater trunk 1.75 occupancy it's it's pretty tight you know it's pretty you're cuddled up to the corpse so the car is moving yeah yeah you're driving it's hot well i'm not driving am i driving the the car is driving (laughs) okay i would like to try and kick the trunk open all right give me a uh strength minus four for the trunk and minus one for your injuries so minus five yeah woof Shit, failure by one if it weren't for the injuries. Oof. I should have extra efforted it. Ah, oh, damn it. Oh, it's too late now. You give the trunk a big old kerchunk and it doesn't open. Um, uh, and give me a focus check. That's a success. Can I, uh, it's re- minus one for repeated attempts? Yeah. You want another shot at it? Yeah. Well, I'm going to extra effort first. That is a failure on extra effort. Yes. And... No. Okay. And give me a... Uh, that is a nine, which is a success. So uh, you're still focused, but you've accomplished nothing. I've accomplished nothing. All right, let me check my pockets. Your pockets are empty. All of them. All of the pockets are what empty. What about my special pocket? Is there anything <laughs> up my ass? <laughs> I don't know, man. I know the kind of motherfuckers that have played this game before me. I will, I will let you roll a uh, search. I feel like I could just clench. <laughs> you don't. You don't feel anything up your butt. Your butt feels normal. As far but as I you can... are, you are very distracted by the searing pain in your flank, <laughs> which sure can really throw your perception of your butthole. I have. I could do the JJ Bittenbinder method. You could go for that. Oh my god! Street smart. Street smart. Uh, yeah. Do you, Do you want to do that? I'm gonna try and kick the headlight out. Uh, yeah. Tail light. Right. Tail light. Tail light. No, I'm going for it. I'm gonna try. And kick. <laughs> I'm going to Mr. Fantastic my way through the whole car. Uh, so, yeah, give me, sure, give me a strength plus one to kick out a taillight. Great. Oh, that's, I mean, that's a really good roll. That was almost a crit. That's a success by eight. Okay. So you kick out the taillight that is at, like, your feet. And did you give me a sure. fo- focus check? Yeah, here we go. All right. Uh, that is a failure. Okay. So you're down one focus check. So two that's left. Down one. Yeah. And, yeah, what are you, what are you, what are you doing now? Well, first I'd like to look through. Yeah. Give me a perception. That's a crit fail. That's a crit fail? Nice. Okay. I love it. For the crit fail, you do have to now give me a focus check. Yeah. Well, that's a success. Okay, you're fine. I wouldn't say I'm fine. What do I get on a crit fail perception? (laughs) 
the fuck? Uh, okay. Oh, I missed this show, Paolo. I missed this feeling. For crit fail perception, what happens is that you like try and stick your eye into where you think the hole is, and instead you just like stab yourself in the in the ah, face. Like, damn it. We'll see if you take damage. Uh, the eyes. The flank of the soul. I think if I if I roll a six on this dice, you're gonna lose consciousness. All right, man. Let's. Uh... But I rolled a two, and you take no damage. Thank God. Okay, so from that, I garner that I have four or fewer hit points. Um, can I try again? And as you are contemplating if you want to stab <laughs> yourself in the eye again, the you feel the car <laughs> turn off the road and go on to something rougher, and then come to a slow, and then a stop. Uh, am I still wearing? Am I wearing like a, a blazer? As I often am. You are not wearing a blazer, okay. no. And, I would um, like to feign being unconscious. Okie dokie. So you hear walking and some muffled talking around the car. And then you hear keys going into the trunk. And the trunk opens. Okay, I've got my eyes closed. You've got your eyes closed. You just feel that you are picked up roughly and lifted out of the trunk. Do I recognize any of the voices? You certainly do not. Okay. <laughs> wow, he really faked me out with that, with that <laughs> pacing. Uh, let me think. You, uh, well, now that you mention it, fuck no. I <laughs> know uh, you recognize no voices. Okay. You don't know where you are or what's happening. No Ibon, though. You are eventually put down. You're on rocky ground. Your head is against like the tire of, of the car. Oh, okay. So they don't drag me and far. No, they don't drag you far. One of them says, are they alive? No. Did you check? Check before we left. And you feel a hand roughly on your face. Not like that, carajo. And the first person is pushed aside. And now you feel two fingers placed gently on your neck. Hot. This one is alive. But this one is dead. Throw him in the water. This one I want to speak with. Okay. So... I don't know what this would be role-wise, but do you know that thing where, like, I don't know if you've ever done this, where, like, you open your eyes very, very slightly, so from the outside, it looks like they're still closed, but you can kind of see through your eyelashes? Yeah, roll observation. Okay, cool. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks, buddy. You know that thing? Just look at your sheet. <laughs> observation, got it. Hacho! Wait, did you just crit fail? <laughs> you know it, buddy! <laughs> Good to be back! What the fuck? COVID can't keep me down. I do that all on my own. <laughs> oh um, my god. So first of all, give me a focus check for that yeah, crit yeah, fail. Yeah. Oh my god. Failure by one. Alright, you're down to your last focus check. <sighs> I hate this game. <laughs> <laughs> I always have. For your crit fail, I will just say that what happens, I won't be too mean. Thank you. Is that the Don't guy... Don't kick a man when he's me. The guy notices you looking, and the way that he kind of catches your eye opening startles him. Okay. And so he's immediately put on guard. So essentially, it's just the penalty is that he's now on guard with you. Okay. And he draws a weapon from his holster and points it at you. Cool. And he says, you sneaky son of a bitch. I checked you for guns myself this time. So, are you going to tell me who you really are? I say you first. You know who I am. See, I have this condition. 
He starts to lower his gun. Now he can see how weak you are. Does he register anything when I say I have this condition? He's he's very poker-faced right now. The man you're looking at is tall. He's in a white jacket and white okay. pants, but in a, in a sort of tie-unfastened kind of after-work posture. The 2008 Obama look. Yeah, exactly. By way of Miami. He, he, he looks maybe mid-50s, but he's gone fairly white-haired. Okay. Do I have a sense of where the other, well, I guess the other guy's, I guess, dragging the other body to the water? Yeah, so now that you have your eyes open and you're, you're lying, in fact, against the front wheel of the car and you see that there's two other guys, uh, you can't see in the car right now, but the, there's two other guys that are, you're on a kind of rocky flat and it's okay. uh, wet and there's waves that are crashing against, oh. against the rocks off past the man in the distance and the men are dragging another body uh all you can see is that he's a blonde man in a suit and after a minute you see them kind of huck him over some edge somewhere and he's gone the old edge huck give him the old edge um, huck roll for edge huck edge huck it's decent it's all right all right slightly it's a middle of the road edge huck yeah you've seen a better edge huck <laughs> i mean haven't we all in this day and age Look at my face. I'm not lying. I don't know who you are. He squats down next to you and says, some people call me the fox. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Do you laugh in his face? I think I laugh a little bit. <laughs> well, just because of the accent, it kind of sounds like he says they call me the fox. That's funny, right? That's fun. <laughs> no, it was people kept meeting him and being like, this guy fucks. And he this like thought, fucks. He thought they were calling him the fox. Right, right, right. Um, I say, and, and why do they call you that? Well, that is a story for another time. I guess that must mean you're pretty clever, huh? Perhaps. I have lived this long. Foxes are survivors. They also spend a lot of their time underground. What brings you above ground, the fox? Unfortunately, you do. First, you rob me. I don't remember that. Would you punish a man for something he doesn't know he did? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, I thought I'd give it a shot. And after you rob me, you shoot one of my men? I must have had a pretty good reason. I tend to not uh, try and shoot people just for fun. And finally, you try to kill me. Why did I do that? You must have done something to me. I never did. And that is true. I never did. Uh, does, is, uh, is, how do I detect lies? Do I have detect lies? I do uh, have detect. I'm rolling detect lies. Roll detect lies. Ha! I started out. That's not a crit fail. I started out so strong. Give me a focus check. Uh, yeah, yeah. Here we go. Well, Paolo, it's been nice seeing you. Uh, well, Paolo, it's been nice seeing you. <laughs> Damn it. We didn't even get into this fucking scene. All right. I'm sorry. Well, I, I suck. Well, hey, we got you out before your heart out. Don't blame yourself <laughs> for the dice. It's true. And you know what? My self-esteem these days is... Honestly, my self-esteem is probably better than the last time, a.k.a. next time. Next time you hear me, my self-esteem will not be as good as it is right now. So I can deal with failure now. The next time you hear me fail understand that it'll hurt me uh all right thank you peter i'm gonna I, i'm gonna hand this off now to the next player great uh once we stop recording i'm gonna ask who the next player is slash yeah. was slash will be but you the audience will have to wait 12 more seconds to find out
All right, love you guys. Boo 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 baby baby ba 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 boo. That's my new sign off. It's a mouthful. <laughs> yeah, well, I've had a couple months to practice this. Paige Patterson is an amazing actor who you have seen on such shows as Quarry on Cinemax, Quantico on ABC, Brain Dead, Person of Interest, and Elementary, all on CBS, and many others. She also recently started a podcast of her own called The Blank Page Podcast. Paige, how you doing? I'm doing well. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. It's great to have you on. We did an episode of Brain Dead together. We did. I don't think I've told you this story, but so I had no idea that you were on that show. And on one of my last days of shooting, I don't know if you remember this, you like got on the van to like take us to location and I was there. Uh-huh. And for the audience, we like knew each other. We weren't like close or anything, but I had happened to see you the night before at a party. Yeah. And I had like a brain moment because, and I'm terrible at faces, but I recognize that like this is a face I know, but I didn't expect to see somebody that I knew personally. And so my brain went to, I saw this person yesterday. What did I do yesterday? I had watched Pirates of the Caribbean yesterday. And so my brain was like, that's Kira Knightley. And I think I give you like a really curt nod. I mean, it was only like four seconds and then I figured out, but I had, I had oh never told God, you that. Oh my God, that's hilarious. Yeah. It's the, it's the jawline maybe? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You said hi to me normally and so I figured it out very quickly. Wait, were you, what, what was the function we'd seen each other at? Was it at, uh, was it like the Huga event? Yeah, it was the Huga my, that our friend yes, uh, Mika. Mika Pampas does. And I used to live in that apartment with them. Oh, right. You lived there. I didn't remember Yeah, that. but I wasn't living there at the time. But that's okay. so funny. Wow. Yeah, that's how we know each other originally is through Nika, right? Yeah, totally. This is all riveting to the listeners. I know. Fascinating <laughs> stuff. Anyway, in Memento Land. Yes. I swig my coffee dramatically. <laughs> By the way, I should say before we start that uh, I could see all the guests. We have a little camera set up and... Paige is the only person I've seen to handhold her mic, which really gives it a different energy. I feel like I'm on an interview show. It's a very active posture. I like it. It's very like ready to go. It's so that's so funny. That's how I record. I record my podcast like this. Handheld. Yeah, but only since quarantine, because usually I do them in person or I try to anyway. Right. right and right, so right. then I do them like on stands, like in my living room. But I just sit, literally am sitting on the floor holding a microphone. Mm. Wild. What Wild. is life? We usually record in person also, and getting used to the remote energy has been a big process. It's very different. Yeah, it's so different. Uh, Anyway, with no segue whatsoever, let us cut to Leonard Shelby. Here for it. You come to, just as a gun is being released from your hand. It seems like you were throwing it into the open door of a plane, but you miss. You just hit the side of the plane and it falls on the ground. Voice next to you says, gee, you weren't kidding about your arm. You look around and you realize you're in a large airplane hangar. There's only one plane in here, the one in front of you, and it's a smaller plane. It's a Cessna, but its propeller is on. It's ready to go. To your left past the plane, you see a man in a nice tuxedo and slick back hair, and he's surrounded by three armed guards. And to your right, there's a man with a kind of modish look. He's blonde, and he's the guy who's talking to you, and he says, pick it up, put it in the plane. You're in front of the little fold-out steps that come out of the plane, and the gun which you had tossed is lying on the floor next to you by the steps. Whoa. Yeah, it's a lot to drop you into. Yeah. I'm, like, really trying to picture all this in my head. Um... 
And I just tossed it? Yeah, you came to just as it was leaving your hand, and you somehow managed to miss the plane, even though you were tossing it into this big, wide door from, like, three feet away. So can I go pick it up? Yeah, you can do that. I think I want to do that. The blonde guy next to you is like, put it in the plane. There's something slinky and serpentine about him. There's something grimy about the way he speaks. Put it in the plane. I want to get past him and get on the plane. He's not in your way. He's to your right. The steps and door are right in front of you. You're walking into them? Yeah. Okay, so you have the gun. You walk up the steps. Uh Give me a perception roll to see how much of the plane you can take Okay. Ugh, 10. That's fine. That's a success. I was hoping you would succeed by four so I could give you some extra stuff, but for a straight success, you get plenty. You walk in the plane and immediately on your right are the seats. It's an eight-seater and all the seats are filled except Mm -hmm. the people in them are slumped, unconscious at the very least, perhaps dead. The seat immediately in front of you is sitting a big man and you can see that he has just been shot. There is an open wound in his front shirt and it's gushing blood. (laughs) Okay, this is crazy. he looks at you and you can tell that there's still a little bit of light in his eyes and he just mouths, please to you. And just then you get grabbed from behind and you see it's the blonde man and he says, hey, who told you you could go in there? I think I definitely want to get out of there. Doesn't seem like a good place to be. So you turn tail and walk right back out of the Cessna? Yep. All right. So you turn around and walk back down the steps and the blonde guy looks at you glaring and he says, good call. All good. Tr- trust me, this is an action set piece you want no part of. <laughs> at this point, the man in the tuxedo, the man with the slicked back black hair, he makes a signal to a couple of his bodyguards and they go and they start to close up the plane. And then he turns to you and he gives you a gracious smile and says, Leonard, you must know that we're grateful for everything you've done so far. I don't remember what I've done so far. Of course you don't. My name is Arthur Kane and I'm a friend. Check your notes if you don't believe me. Now, Leonard, I made a promise to you and I always keep my promises. Make sure you jot that in your notes as well. Now, Mr. Mord here, and he signals the blonde guy, is going to take you to find a man named Jimmy Grants. Okay. He's the man who killed your wife. Now, Grants works for a man named Emilio Carayo, better known as the Fox. Now, the Fox knows me only as a philanthropist, and it's important to me that that pristine image be preserved. Is that understood? Yeah, all good. Now, Leonard, I know you're a man of passion, but when you see Grants, I need you to keep your cool. Find a reason to get him out of there. Do not start anything at the Fox's compound. Yeah, I won't freak out on you. Excellent. Now, I'll be attending the opera this evening. Bring him to me there. Remember that. I also want revenge on the man who killed my brother. Yeah. Good. Don't let me down. And with that, he turns and walks away, followed by two of the bodyguards. And the blonde guy, Mr. Mord, he walks into the other direction, signaling you to follow, seemingly towards the entrance in the side of the hangar. And you notice now that the main entrance to the hangar is opening, and the propeller plane, the Cessna, is moving towards the exit. Mr. Mord says, come on, Leonard. I know the way. Just follow my car. Yeah. And just then you realize you don't know which one is your car. I'm, maybe I'll ask if I can uh, just ride with him. Sure, you ask him that and he says, you don't know where you parked, do you? No, I don't. Mord rolls his eyes and points at a beat up looking Chevy sedan that's sitting outside the hangar. And you notice that in the passenger seat of that car is what appears to be a young woman in a yellow sundress. I check my, uh, check my pocket for keys. 
So I don't know if the car is open. Yeah, you don't have any keys on you. Okay, so I'll ask her to let me in. Yeah, she sees you and smiles as you walk up to the car. Yeah, I'll knock on the window, on her window. Yeah, she lets you in. It wasn't locked anyway. And she says, hey, how are you? How'd it go? Are you okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I, who are you? Oh, I'm Anne. I'm your girlfriend. Nice to meet you again. I'm your girlfriend. Nice to meet you too. How did it go? Did you find out where Jimmy Grants is? Well, we're going to follow him. Oh, uh, we're following Mr. Mord? Where are we following him to? No idea. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, something about foxes? Foxes? I don't know. It was all overwhelming. Well, if we go fox hunting, I call Bugler. And just then Mord drives by in his Mercedes and he flashes his lights at you to follow. Great. The Mercedes heads towards a fence that seems to be the limits of the airport. I That's... I think that's him. I'll follow him. Yeah, you follow him. He goes through the gate. There's a guard there that lets you guys through and you follow him onto some main roads and out into what appears to be a suburban sort of highway. Meanwhile, on your right, Anne makes chit chat nervously. She's fiddling with some kind of a looks like an earpiece. And at a certain point, she stops and she looks at you and says, I'm nervous. I think these guys are going to try and manipulate you because of your memory. To do what? I don't know. Bad things? I I don't think this Arthur Kane is a good guy. I think he's a bad guy. I think he's a bad guy. So what do you think we should do? I don't know. Look, I know you need him. I want you to get your revenge. I know how important that is to you, but they made you do all that stuff, and you did it, right? Because they were going to take you to Jimmy Grant's. Well, what's to stop them from, after you kill your guy, your Jimmy Grant's, them just... I don't know, throwing away the note that says you did it and telling you, okay, do this other stuff for us and then we'll help you find Jimmy Grants. What's to stop them? I don't know, maybe nothing. But I guess it's a chance that I'm willing to take. Yeah, I know. But but what about me? I'll know. I'll know that you already killed Jimmy Grants. And so if they want to use you, that well, that means they got to get rid of me, doesn't it? Yeah, I didn't think about Yeah, I, I guess so. What do you want to do? I don't know. Just protect me. Yeah. I'll try. You're the toughest guy I've ever seen. If you protect me, I know I'll be okay. Yeah. At this point, you guys are apparently arriving somewhere because the Mercedes you've been following parks and you see a a space that you can park in. And as you're parking, Anne grabs your arm and says, will you write me a note? You have one on you that tells you who I am, but... But I want to have one, too, so that if something happens to your note, I can always show you who I am. Yeah. Thank you. What do you and want to say? And she reaches down for a paper and pencil for you. Just say, this is Anne, your girlfriend, protect her. And you write it down. This is Anne, she is your girlfriend, protect her. Actually, maybe it should say long-term girlfriend, because we've been together for a while now. I can do that. You jot that down, and just then you see the blonde guy in the mod suit, Mr. Mord, come and rap on your window. I'll get out of the car. He points to one of the houses and says, that's the one. Uh, Give me a perception check to get a lay of the land here. Ten. Yeah, success by one. It's dark, but there's enough streetlights to make out the house you're going to. This is kind of a rough neighborhood, you think. A lot of the houses look abandoned and boarded up. Those that aren't have a lot of fencing or bars on the windows, that kind of thing. The house you're going to is green and a bit bigger than the other houses on the block. It looks mostly innocuous, but the fence looks a bit more serious, and you notice there's a couple cameras within it. There's heavy-looking shutters on the high windows. You wouldn't have noticed it, but now that you're looking for it, you can tell this isn't quite a normal house. Mord looks you over seriously, says, You should have changed. You look like a thief. He looks in the car window and sees Anne and 
scowls disapprovingly. She just smiles and waves at him. He says to you, we shouldn't need it, but do you have a piece? No. He goes over to his car and grabs something and brings it over and hands you. It's a small handgun. And then he walks off towards the house. By the way, at this point, you do realize that you actually do have a gun in your waistband, like tucked into your belt. Oh, yeah. so I had two? Well, yeah, you now have two. Taking advantage of the sitch. Where, where do you want to put the other one? I put it... The one you already have is a bit big. In my sock. Okay. Mord goes up to the front fence and presses a button and says, Elias Mord, I work for Arthur Kane. I called ahead. Your boss should know I'm coming. The intercom goes, one second. Mord turns to you and says, hey, this Jimmy Grants, he doesn't know you on site, does he? No. Because otherwise you should wait out here. He looks you up and down a little nervously. He says, you want to come in with me? Yeah, why not? All right, suit yourself. And just then the buzzer sounds and the gate opens and you guys are let in. Mord says, just be cool. None of that psycho laugh stuff from earlier, all right? Yeah. All right. And you guys walk now the little path between the main gate and the front door. It's just a little cement walkway. And to your right, there's a driveway where there's a Humvee parked. The main door doesn't have a knob as you arrive. And he looks up at the camera and waves and there's a click and the door opens. You guys walk into what's a small, very bare white lobby. No chairs. There's just like a teller window and directly in front of you with big, thick, heavy metal bars and a little slot for passing things through. And there's heavy metal doors to your left and right. Behind the teller window, there's a little guy sitting, kind of bored, reading a book. He doesn't even look up. He says, you know, the drill step through to your right. The boss is in a meeting at the moment, but I will tell him you are here and he will meet with you as soon as he's ready. Mord says, not here to see the boss. I'm here to see a guy by the name of Jimmy Grants. And at this, the little squirrely guy looks up and he sees the two of you and he stares at you for a second. He says, Jimmy Grants? And then he looks back at Mord. He says, you're here to see Jimmy Grants? And Mord nods at him and the little guy says, all right, one second. I, I, I'm going to go see if he's here. And he steps back through a little doorway and disappears. There's a long moment of awkward silence. And finally, Mord turns to you and says, was it just me or did he look at you funny? I no. thought. And then the door on your left opens and the little guy is there. And he says, sorry for the delay. This way, please. And as you two walk past him through the open door that he offers you, you see that he's now accompanied by a uh, guy in a suit, a, you know, security tough. And then they lead the two of you down a slightly windy hallway with closed doors on either side that you take a right and then take a left and then another right. And you now are on a straightaway where you see that there's an open door and, and there's someone sitting looking out this way. They're in a chair. And as you walk closer, g give me a... Give me a perception check. Eight. Yeah, that's a success. As you're walking closer, you see that this guy is someone you know. You have that sense of recognition, which is not a feeling that you expect here. But as you get closer, you realize that this is a friend you knew from before your accident. This is a friend from your life in San Francisco back when you were a married, happy guy. He worked at the insurance agency with you, Travis Field. He was one of your best friends at the agency, a real friend of yours, and just about the last person on earth you expected to see here. And as you get closer, for your good perception, you see that he's been beaten up pretty badly, and he's sitting in the chair, and there's something pleading in his eyes, and he recognizes you, and he says, Leonard, Leonard... 
I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Leonard. I'm sorry. Please, Travis. What are you? What are you doing here? To your right, Mord says, "You know this guy. How do you know this guy?" I used to work with him. Work with him? Yeah. What do you mean, work with him? In San Francisco. Are you Are you walking towards Travis? Yeah, walking over to him. Okay. As you start to walk over, Mord grabs you by the shoulder and says, "Hey, you said no trouble. Remember? All right. It's this guy or Grant's. All right. Can't have both. All right. And I'll walk and, back. Uh, as you hesitate, the little guy goes and closes the door and says, sorry about that, just this way. And he leads you past that now closed door and to some stairs heading down. And he says, please head down and Jimmy Grants will be right with you. Give me an IQ check. 13? 13. Well, that's a failure. So do you want to go down those stairs? Let's go down there. All right. So you head down those steps and... Mord follows after you, and as you get to the bottom, you see that there's two more guys in suits, two more security toughs, and they're armed. And they pat you down for weapons and take your guns. Do you let them take your gun? Yeah, well, I mean, what else could I do? Okay. Oh, although you had a gun in your sock. Let me see. Uh, they do not find the gun in your sock. However, they take your main weapon and Mord's main weapon. Mord turns to the guys behind you, the little guy in the original security tough, and he says, hey, what is this? What's going on? The security tough that came down with you, he's got a handlebar mustache, and he speaks up for the first time. He says, a couple of days ago, your friend here, pointing at you, your friend here went out on a little excursion with a couple of our guys. You want to tell him what happened? I don't know. That wasn't me. You must have me confused with someone else. Stop it. Don't lie to us. Your friend upstairs recognized you. It's over. Mord looks furious at you. Oh, uh, give me a focus check for the failed IQ earlier. Five. Okay, you're good there. Little guy pipes up. So, why don't you enlighten us? What happened with the two guys you went out with? Oh, listen, listen. They're fine. They're doing something that, and they're over there on their own, and they told me to come back here. They said it's no big deal. They said to tell you that they're just fine. And uh, that I needed to come back here. Oh, they're okay. Oh, yeah. I'm glad. I'm glad. I think they just wanted to stop for a bite to eat or something. They'll be they'll be here. In a that bit. was quite the bite. But they are hungry guys. Yeah. I know them. They're very hungry yeah. as people. Yeah, yeah. They ate a lot in the time that I was with Voracious them. Voracious appetites. Absolutely. At this point, Mord, who's been getting very nervous, pipes up and says, "Hey, I I don't know anything about all this. I'm gonna go. I don't." And the handlebar mustache guy interrupts and says, "You sit tight, Goldilocks." The boss is on his way down and he's going to sort who's got what for who. And just as he says that, another couple of people start walking down the steps into this basement area. And one of them is clearly the boss based on how everyone's kind of orbiting him. He's got a white suit on. He's got shock white hair, although he doesn't look that old. He's maybe 45, 50. He's very handsome in a sort of Dos Equis guy kind of way. <laughs> the other guy is a big guy with a ponytail. They look at you, and the guy with the ponytail whispers something to uh, the man in white. And the man in white walks over to you and says, My associate tells me that you are looking for Jimmy Grant. Is that correct? Yeah. Mord pipes up nervously again. He says, What's with the third degree? I didn't do anything to you. The boss says, Your friend here owes me $200,000. So a little patience, please, Elias. Well, I, I, can, I can get the money. We will get to that. But first, I want to know why you arrived in Jimmy Grant's car two days ago, and now you are looking for him again. I showed up in his car earlier because I had a few questions, and I didn't questions. get them answered, so that's why I'm back. Questions. What questions do you have for him? We just got to talk to him for a little bit. 
He sighs and takes a second and looks back at the guy with the ponytail, and he looks at you and he says, Please, forgive my prying, but you must understand that all my men are privy to confidential details of mine. Yeah, we're not looking to get into any of that confidential business. It's a personal matter. Give me a diplomacy roll, and we're going to put you to minus, uh, well, we'll put you to minus one. Eleven. That's not quite good enough. Uh, The man in the white suit says, I am afraid I must insist. What is this personal matter you needed Jimmy Grants for? I want to ask him about something that he saw earlier. Well, ask me. Ask me the question. Unfortunately, I don't feel like asking you. The man in white sighs and reaches in his jacket and pulls out a small pistol, which he presses demonstratively against your temple and says, Do you feel like asking me now? I pull I pull the gun from my sock. Okay, we are doing this. All right, so, great. Well, so first things first, it's going to take you a full turn to get the gun out from your sock. So in that time, people who already have guns out are going to get a shot. Well, they're going to take surprise rounds first. It's hilarious. I have no idea what I'm doing. And then they're going to get shots at you. I love a risk. Okay, so in the first turn, the both guys who already had guns out, which were the two security guards that were already down here, and the boss, all failed their IQ checks, so you don't get shot immediately. Great, thanks. And in that turn, you pulled the gun from your sock. Everyone is now shocked and starting to go into action. What are you doing next turn? Running back up the stairs. Okay, solid plan. You bolt for the stairs. However, now uh, guys are getting shots at you. Okay, uh, that's not great. Um... This guy misses. That's fine. So give me a dodge roll. Oh, that is, that is definitely not good enough. Okay. I am afraid. So as you're pushing past the man in white and nimbly rounding the corner up the stairs, you take two steps up the stairs when one of the security guards just catches you straight in the side and the right flank and you slam against the wall to your left and fall onto your knees and then tumble down the stairs and you look down and see blood pulsing out your side in rivulets and the camera starts to go dark and you lose consciousness and that is the end of your turn i'm afraid yeah but we didn't kill leonard he's not in a good way but he's not dead yet i'm sorry it was such a short turn no that's okay thank you for having fun with us oh my god of course i hope it wasn't terrible i've never done this before no you were great you came in at a chapter where a lot of shit was happening i'm sorry i was like oh my god i'm so confused well that's kind of the name of the game with memento you know that was actually the working title of the movie before they called it memento it was called i'm so confused really no yeah, absolutely that's a joke. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I was like, wait, what? Also, like, trying to picture everything, like, in your head, and then being like, wait, but what What do I say to this person? It's crazy. Yeah. Wild. Well, that was so much fun to have you on. Thank you, Thank you so, so much. Thank you so much for joining us and playing with yes. us. Yes. Thank you for inciting some violence. It's always nice. So much violence. And that's it for today. Thank you so much. Oh, do you want to plug your podcast real quick? Sure, yeah. It's called The Blank Page. And it's a space for creatives, entrepreneurs, and storytellers to come and talk about how nonlinear all of our journeys are and how they stay well and how they return to that proverbial blank page again and again. Nice. So and super fun. Nonlinear storytelling. Yeah. Here you yeah. go. <laughs> I know.
<laughs> All right. That is it for Paige. Thank you so much. Thank you. Hey, everyone, that's it for today. We'll be back in a couple weeks with whatever came before all that. Quick plugs for everyone. You just heard Paige Patterson's plug. You can follow her on the social medias at Paige is a Peach. Peter Strait is Pitter Patter on Twitter. He recorded his own plug. I'll play that momentarily. Mirirai Sitole is on the social medias at Mirirai, uh, spelled M-I-R-I-R-A-I-I-I. She would like to plug her company, iDefy, A-Y-E-D-E. E-F-Y. They do inclusive producing, innovative consulting, and advocacy work for the entertainment industry, figuring out how to make the entertainment industry safer, healthier, and fun. John Miller is actually John Reroll on Twitter. Unclear if he'll use it, but it exists now. Uh, no plugs for him right now, but of course you'll be able to see him on stage again as soon as Lady Gaga resumes touring. Carolyn Faye Kramer is C Faye Cray, C-F-A-Y-E-K-R-A-Y on Twitter. She didn't have any plugs this week, but she suggested that you all call an old friend that you've lost touch with and also vote. I am Paulo Quiros on Twitter, P-A-U-L-O-Q-U-I-R-O-S. You cannot see me in anything at the moment because it's quarantine and theaters are closed. So I hope you're all well and safe. That's it. I'm going to leave you with Peter's plug. I hope it's not Nazi propaganda. It's probably not. It's probably fine, right? Right? Let's see. Well, hello, Paolo. Thanks for asking about my plugs. And uh, I know you didn't ask me yet, but yes, this is my first attempt at recording this. No, my microphone wasn't off the first time because this is the first time. You can find me on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Here's Peter. I broadcast Tuesday through Friday and Sundays at 8 p.m. doing all kinds of stuff. I'm Pitter Patter on Twitter. I'm Hitter... Nope, Hitter... Wait. I'm Pitter Patter on Instagram, which I don't use. Uh, YouTube.com slash Here's Peter is where some other stuff goes sometimes. And hey, Paolo, you stay alive. Don't die. Back to you, Paolo. Nailed it. Nailed it.